You are listening to Engaging and Exciting Conversation on the Radiant Culture Podcast. Podcast. Get ready. Now. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Radiant Culture Podcast. This is your host, Cookie Monster. Now, our previous episode was a very special one where we had Pastor Tom Duchal as our guest and we had some really deep conversation just about his journey of faith and and he shared some really important lessons. Now, this episode is a follow-up to that, but slightly different. This is one where we're asking him some very random questions. So, have a listen and enjoy. So, five just completely random questions about you. About me? Yes. Oh, well, no, they're not deep at all. Um, First one, your favorite author. Oh, wow. If you have one, or if there's several, just pick. I, it depends. I, I read widely. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I probably have 10,000 books that I've read, I, and I read all the time. I'm constantly reading. So I would say that that changes from time to time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, you know, early in my ministry, a man named Kenneth Hagen, okay. uh, he wrote uh, a lot on the topic of faith. Mm-hmm. He, he, he changed my life in in. in but I would say that Derek Prince, mm-hmm. Kenneth Hagen, and a, a guy named Jack Hayford. Okay, uh, that's were, a name I haven't heard before. Yeah, those were my three kind of uh, go-to mentors. And then, of course, I read deeply into certain theologies. You mm-hmm. know, uh, we have kind of a reformed theology, if, if believe it or not. But uh, yeah, I would say that. Then, in terms of uh, you know novels and things like that, I read widely, and and so I went through a time where. Leon Uris was mm-hmm. a, a, an author, a guy named Wilbur Smith. I read some of his books, mm-hmm. Tom Clancy, uh, just for fun. Yeah. I just read some of those things. And, and then, Well, people think pastors don't do anything for fun. <laughs> 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 we think you guys are always reading your Bible <laughs> and praying, and that is it. <laughs> well, we are, but I mean, that doesn't mean you can't. Look, sometimes when I get on a flight to go somewhere, yeah. I'll pick up a novel. I'll read it widely. I mean, I read all the Dan Brown novels. You know? Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay, cool. Because I thought... Uh, first of all, he's not a bad writer. Secondly, that was very much the kind of uh, mindset of the world, you At know how, time, yeah. Uh, yeah, and and the, the whole conspiracy stuff. Mm. Yeah. So I thought, well, let's read. You know, it doesn't hurt you to read. Mm-hmm. You know. So yeah. So, okay. Question number two: What is your morning routine? Uh, it changes. Okay. It changes in life. You know, uh, I, I've been through a number of routines. Uh, you know, when you have children, your life changes. Mm-hmm. When you are single, your life changes. Uh, when you're extremely busy, your life changes. Yeah. But I would say that for me today, my routine would be that often I find myself in the wee hours of the morning, two, three in the morning, uh, getting up and praying. Uh, so I find that that's something I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually by four thirty-five o'clock in the morning, say roughly, uh, I get up, I shower, I shave, and uh, you know, depending on whether my wife is present or not, if she's around, then we spend usually uh, the first hour or two of the morning reading our Bible. We do a daily yeah. reading mm-hmm. together, and then yeah. talking. You know, yeah. She and I have to stay connected, mm-hmm. and then after that, uh, it's usually time for me to study or to head to the office. By ten o'clock, I'm in the office. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I usually put in a full day. Breakfast? I don't eat breakfast. Oh, okay. Coffee. Coffee. It's <laughs> even the cup. Yes. So, okay, cool. I have a cup of coffee, and then uh, usually uh, if I eat, I'd like a big meal around one thirty, 
2 o'clock. And then at night, try not to eat too much. Okay. Nice. And then, if you could choose your last meal, what would it be? My last meal? Mm-hmm. You sound like my son. This is the question. <laughs> what would your last meal be? Um, I think that the... Probably the last meal that I would want would be probably a really, really good hamburger. <laughs> I, like you. That. I like you. I like you. Okay, cool. Um, number four, your number one piece of marriage advice. Uh, never turn away from your wife. Never turn against her. Always turn towards her. Yeah. No matter what the situation, vow that you will never turn away. Never turn against. Always turn towards. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, never let the sun go down on your wrath. Work it out before the... You know, turn towards and say, hey, we may not even be able to agree, but let's at least agree to disagree. And mm-hmm. But this is an area under construction. Let's mm-hmm. work on this. Okay. And uh, practice communication. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, 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 we do a lot on marriage counseling and care uh, one of the great things that i would say is that uh, learn how to repair quickly mm-hmm. uh, dr john gottman who uh, i recommend for any people that want to get information on marriage he says 91 percent of marriage is conflict what 91 percent and so nine percent is where we agree we all agree on nine percent but 91 percent wow. is conflict and he says the masters of Great marriages are those that learn how to resolve conflict quickly. Quickly. So, look, you have to be trained how to resolve conflict. Mm. Conflict resolution is what all marriage is about. So, guess what? You've never been trained in that. Most of our most of our parents never trained us. So, as the church, we need to help each other. We need mm. to teach you how to yeah. be conflict re- resolvers. I like mm. that. As the only unmarried guy in the room, I say amen. <laughs> we'll start teaching you now. Thank you. Um, and the last one. Um, you've been in this country for a long time. So what is the most fascinating Zimbabwean name that you have come across <laughs> in your time here? Uh, the most fascinating Zimbabwean name. Or one where you just thought, wow, that's actually your name. Like, that's on your birth certificate. Well, let me tell you a story. Uh, <laughs> We took a tour to the United States. We took a bunch of Zimbabweans, and my wife was touring with the choir. And uh, we I was part of that tour. Yeah, so they pulled up to this roadside uh, to get gas, and they, and they get food, and the bus pulls up. They start piling off the bus, and this big old biker comes in on his Harley, and he pulls over, and, he, and these three guys go out, and they look at him, big old eyes, and they're looking at his bike, and... He looked up at him and big old beard and sunglasses, and he says, "Where are you from?" Mm-hmm. And uh, they said, "We're from Zimbabwe. Where's Zimbabweans? Zimbabwe. Where's Zimbabwe? Mm-hmm. It's in Africa, really. What's your names?" The three boys looked at him and said, "I'm innocent. I'm comfort, and I'm remember." <laughs> and he says, "You." Got to be kidding! <laughs> uh, so yeah, I look uh, the the most interesting names. I, I I used to 
you know, just love graduations <laughs> at the university. Yeah, I go look don't. at all the names there, yeah. you know, from psychology to Hitler to. Uh, I'm thinking, wow. because yeah, we want to utilize all the words. I understand. We just <laughs> use them. So I've, I've had a lot of fun with that through the years. And uh, again, I just love the, the whole idea behind that. Anywhere you go in the world, you know somebody's from Zimbabwe. Yeah, yeah. What's your name? Mm -hmm. uh, my name is. Some, or something more, or, or something. yeah, or yeah, or blessing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. You're from Zimbabwe, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, let's just talk about the African Church for for, for a while um, as we as we get ready to, to to close. You you've been in Africa now for 44 years, and I'm sure you've seen and observed a lot a lot of things. Do you do you feel that uh, just the, the the state of the church? I guess let's let's bring it closer to home. In the state of the church in in Zimbabwe, do you feel that the church is in a healthy place? Uh, and I'm talking about the church just corporately here, capital C. Um, and the follow up question to that would be, what what could be done better? Um, there's a two edged sword on that. The church can always be better, okay? Uh, I look at Africa, and I look at my brothers and sisters, and I think that what has happened here is nothing short of a miracle. Uh, we were steeped in uh, ancestral worship. We were steeped in culture that was anti-God, anti-Christ. Uh, and so for a generation, in one generation, I have to understand it, one generation, when I came yeah. to Africa, when I came to Zimbabwe, uh, the, the, the kind of the statistics was that we were 20% Christian. Today we boast 85% Christian. Something's happened. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, Reinhard Bonnke said this. He says, the problem with Africa is that we're a thousand miles wide and an inch deep theologically. Well, okay, that was Christianity. Yeah. I, I understand that. I understand that we, we we had a move of God. We couldn't keep up with it. We probably didn't teach foundational truths well enough. Mm -hmm. uh, we, I'm not even sure we even knew all those foundational truths. When there's a move of the Holy Spirit, we couldn't keep up with what God was doing. So now we're going back, and we're many of us are laying those foundations. We're building with people like yourselves. Hopefully you guys will be really students of the Bible, students of the Word. You'll uh, study to show yourselves approved, workmen that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the Word of Truth, that you'll confront in your generation the error, you'll confront in your generation the uh, proclivity towards uh, going back into culture or going back into witchcraft or going back into the world, the worldly system, the world system. Uh, this world system is corrupt, the whole system. Yep. So, you know, we have to, uh, the, the Bible says that our warfare is against the world, the flesh, and the devil. So uh, the, the only way you overcome that is through solid foundations, uh, great understanding of the scriptures, and building on those foundations. But I can't condemn the church. I'm saying, look, we, we, we uh, the church has been divided. We, we don't have close relationships that I know of. But that takes time, yep. and uh, hopefully uh, the next generation will see and learn from the mistakes of our generation, and you will uh, be able to, some of you will be, find solace in the fact that you have good fathers in the Lord, and you can stand on their shoulders. But I would hope that you would get your ten thousands where we got our thousands, mm -hmm. that you would 
benefit from uh, a richer fellowship by what we're doing like this even yeah. now. I mean, just being able to talk to each other and to communicate and say, well, yeah. can I learn anything from the last generation? I think there's something you can learn. Can we learn from your generation? I think there's something we need to listen to very carefully. And we need to we need to begin to hold you up and say, it's your turn now. Mm-hmm. And uh, the baton doesn't get passed in you know a minute. Yeah. Yeah. You run alongside each other for a while. And, but but uh, look, our generation, I'm not going to be here much longer. You know, I might have 20 more years and then, you know, uh, it's, then it's all in your hands. Mm-hmm. So are you ready? That's my question. Mm-hmm. You're asking me, you know, I'm asking you, are you guys ready to, to do? Are you going to postulate white papers and questions and mental assent? Or are you going to get your hands dirty? Mm-hmm. Yo. That that is challenging. That, that, <laughs> that is very challenging. That is a very sobering a very sobering question. And I'm you know, just as as we're talking and I'm hoping our listeners are listening to this because I think I, I've never I don't think I've ever had that question asked in that way. <laughs> wow. On that, I'm just curious, what was one of the major culture differences you found in working in Zimbabwe because as you were speaking I just thought of how we don't we have a tendency to just be I could say overly polite like we don't like to say we don't tell the the truth truth, yeah yeah, in our culture so what was something I would would say that one of the weaknesses that I there's two weaknesses I see in uh, especially Shona culture Mm -hmm. okay and and, 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 uh, this isn't criticism oh yeah no it's it's an observation Yeah, yeah. yeah Uh, I, I work in a lot of different tribes and different cultures. Wherever there's a kingdom, uh, like the Zulus or the, uh, the, the the Swatinis, where they have a king and they have a king, or in Nigeria, lots of kings and mm-hmm. lots of... And, and, and people understand authority. They understand telling the truth. They understand, there, there's, a, there's a healthier respect for getting things done. Mm-hmm. Whereas... In, 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 in amongst the Shona especially, everybody is a head man. Yeah. We take care of me, myself, and my family. And then if, the, if, if maybe, maybe extended family. But we don't really know how to tell the truth to other people, to open up, and to build really relationally. That's why we don't do great things in Zimbabwe. We don't really do great things. We don't do big things because it takes collaboration and cooperation. We have it to does. really be open and we have to... I, no one person can do something, so mm-hmm. you have to draw a lot of strength from a lot of people to do mm-hmm. something great. Right. So great things don't happen here, because they're but but people do great things for themselves. They, they, but they, it's usually on a very individualistic, small scale. Yeah, and yeah. and and so I would say that's one weakness. The other thing is that African culture itself has a tendency and a propensity to, towards linear thinking. It's causal. In other words, if something happens, it's because of something. Mm-hmm. You know, was there an ancestor that got involved? Was there a, a, a witch doctor? Was, who, you know, and so we're always linear. Everything is, is, you know, maybe it was from my past, maybe it's something in my future, and it's all on this line of everything's connected mm-hmm. linearly. Mm-hmm. Whereas Western thought and Christian thought, when you become a real Christian, in the sense of your thinking, you renewed your mind. You don't see everything connected. You don't see that. You, you you can see that. Oh, that was an accident that happened over here, but it had nothing to do with 
anything in our past or anything. It's just that unfortunately that was an accident. It wasn't because I was in sin. It wasn't. It's just. It's the nature of the fallen nature of the earth. It's the nature of human nature. Right. It, it, but if you're superstitious, the other way to get very linear, then it, it, it bottles you up. You're afraid. It, you operate from a position of fear. Whereas faith is, hey, you know, I think that uh, God's working with me. All things work together for good to yeah. those who love him. No matter what comes to me, it either came from God or it's used by God. And, mm-hmm. and so you just, you have a, a different outlook on life. So, I, you know, you don't, you're not always second guessing yourself. You're not always, gee, I wonder if, oh, man. Did I do something? Yeah, did I, what did I do? And so when you live that way, it also limits you from really doing anything great because, or really trusting God because, you have another philosophy. And, mm. and so those two things, I would say, are the two things that were different mm. that I've had to work with. And I try to help people. I say, can we can we get through this? Mm. And it's very challenging because it's, it, it, it is steeped in the culture. Mm. But there is a generation that's beginning to see that, hey, look, I, I can be free indeed. Mm. Yeah, I, yeah. Can, I can walk in the Word, and then the Word will set me free. And, mm-hmm. you know, so... Uh, I think Paul told the Galatians, he says, stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ has made you free. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And don't be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Mm-hmm. And on the reverse, because I know you are proudly Zimbabwean, so what are maybe just two qualities that you've seen in the people that are that like, wow. What, that's what's a, no, just... no, no. I'll tell you what, what, what I love about, and, and I, I wouldn't change this for anything. We are... Uh, very, very loving people. I yeah. mean, there is gracious, loving, gentle. Uh, you can go anywhere in this country and you can stop and people sit down and talk to you. You can tell your story. You can hear somebody else's story. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's what the dichotomy is. As much as we take care of ourselves, there is this quality that says, I'm really interested in everybody, mm-hmm. and we do take care of each other, and and I love that about Zimbabwe. And uh, the other thing I like about Zimbabwe that you'll, uh, you know, that, that'll probably be our greatest story ever, is the fact that uh, there's a resiliency in the people. That yeah. No matter how many times you knock them down. They get back up with a gentleness of heart that says, "Okay, as a people, yeah. just too gentle, too, <laughs> too." I, 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 some people say it's passive. I, I don't know. I just think it's like, "Hey, look, we just that that could be we we just settle for." But I think it's our greatest strength. I think it may be our greatest weakness as well. Mm. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Radiant Culture Podcast. If you want to make a contribution, make a suggestion, or have a request, you can get in touch with us via email on radiantatthehub.co.zw or inbox us on Facebook and Twitter. Look out for the next episode and remember to share this one with everybody you know. God bless. It's hot. It's fresh. It's uncut. Hashtag Real Talk on the Radiant Culture Podcast.